from the Duck South Studios in Morgan City, Mississippi. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I want to punch you in the face so bad right now. This is the On The X podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Today's episode is brought to you by Advantage Multi from Bayer. Advantage Multi is veterinarian's number one choice in the prevention of heartworms, fleas, roundworms, hookworms, and whipworms. Treats and controls sarcoptic mange. Make sure your dog is protected by using Advantage Multi. I said what I said and I'll stand by it to the death. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And now, here are your hosts, Jay Paul Jackson. You just love to hear yourself talk, don't you? Even when you're not saying anything. Rocky LaFleur. Yo, Houston Kennedy. Please, Houston, we have a problem. And Josh Webb. Coons. We're raccoons trying to get on our back porch. Mama just chased them off with a broom. Welcome to the On The X Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I'm Jay Paul Jackson, joined today by my co-host, Josh I think he's going to show us a side of himself we've not seen before, Webb. And, of course, the always fun and illustrious Rocky LaFleur. Guys, what's going on today? I have no idea what would prompt you to say such thing. Well, (laughs) Rocky and I, we've been uh, plotting today's podcast, Josh. And uh, Rocky told me, when, when he told me what the subject was going to be, I jumped all in. And uh, he said, "You know what? I think today we're gonna we're just gonna blindside Josh with this, and get his true opinion because I think today, Jay Paul, we're gonna see a side of Josh that we haven't seen before. Is that not the truth, Rocky?" That's exactly what I said. And I, I I I stand by it unless he just holds himself back because well, one of the I do I do have my wife I do have my wife with so she might. Tighten the reins a little bit if I <laughs> if I get too loud. Hey, but go listen, ahead and lay well, some groundwork. Go ahead. Well, look. When, hey, hey, when I went on the shoveler rant, I had my girlfriend with me. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you mean you had my girlfriend, your wife, with you? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I couldn't resist. <laughs> Oh, man, I apologize. I just could not resist that. Oh, anyhow, okay, Josh, what we're going to be going into today has a lot to do with a topic that we've discussed quite frequently, of course, and that would be social media, posting things as a duck hunter, um, and and where it can sometimes lead. And definitely, it can throw you uh, on the hot seat. Can 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 I lead into the story a little bit more? Sure, take it over. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, one of our great friends and shared friend by all three of us has been getting roasted on social media, and his name is Freddie King. He's one of the most well-respected people in duck hunting. I'm gonna tell you something. Freddie makes duck hunting fun. Now, 
you know, some of the older generation duck hunters might might not appreciate Freddie and the things that he does on social media, but he gets everybody talking. And I, and I don't think that Freddie does it to bring attention to himself, maybe to bring attention more to brands that he's representing. I, I think Freddie is, knowing what I know about Freddie, Freddie is a very good-hearted person. Josh, I'll let uh, okay. you tell a little bit more yeah, story no. on that side. Well, and that's fine. That is true. That is true. It's not, oh, this podcast is not specifically focused, you know, only on that or him, but uh, I, I, I just kind of reached the end of my, what little bit of a fuse I had left it completely burn out when, when something came up um, w- with his name attached to it. And um, because I get, I mean, Rocky knows, I, I get sick and tired, I really do, of seeing the crap that comes across social media. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I do. I, I really do. And which is contradictory to say because we work in social media, but I work with social media. But I, I just, it kills me. Like, I, I don't understand it. Um what I hope people really understand is that uh, there are tons of groups out there that don't like us because we're hunters. They want to shut down everything that we do. And then when something happens like what has happened on social media, it makes those people's life easier because it's just hunters tearing apart hunters. And it's hunters tearing down the heritage of hunting. I mean, it's just... It, it, and that's what it is, and that's what it's going to lead to. Mm-hmm. It's going to lead to not being able to freaking hunt anywhere. And I can't. All right, Josh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, this is, I, I think this is a good point to bring Jay Paul in. Jay Paul, you, yes, were, you were a superstar of the duck hunting world, and that, <laughs> in no sense does that mean in a negative way in what, what we're talking about or, or talking about you now, Okay. But you were a superstar in the duck hunting world. People knew who you were, right? That when you would go into places because of Migration Nation, people would know who you were, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. But at at one time they did, now they don't have any clue. Now they just go, you're Rocky LaForce co-host, right? The loud mouth. (laughs) 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 No, seriously. I know where, yes, yes, of course. You know, after. All right. and there, and there was a, there, hold on, hold on, but, but, but there was a side of it. Let's just say that, you know, if you walked into a place and there were a hundred duck hunters, 50 of them would run up to want your autograph, uh, mm-hmm. 20 of them, oh, I'm too manly for that. And then, uh, let's say it's 30 left, 30 of them would just hate you just because they're of the jealousy driven aspect of it. Do you agree with that? Oh, no doubt. I, I never knew you know, that that people could hate somebody that they'd ever met uh, until I became the host of a television show. And, yeah, definitely. So there, and, and I understand what you're saying. You're dead on. You know, there are people that when you, are, you know, like Freddie, he's out there. I mean, he's posting on social media all the time. He's done 11 uh, Echo hunting videos. He's extremely well-known uh, in the dog training world. And there are going to be people that see him and some of the success that he's had, and they're going to they're going to hate on him just because he's Freddie. Now, there's no way around that. It happened with me with the TV show. I can remember I once 
met a guy and there were a group of us together. Uh, a couple of the guys were hunters and were strangers and somebody brought up Migration Nation. And a couple of these guys had no clue that, uh, you know, I was the host of the television show. And, you know, one of the guys started just hating on it right off the bat. And he'd never even seen the damn show. So they're going to be, you know, of course, when he got called out on it, he was embarrassed as heck. But, you know, no doubt about it, there are people that are going to hate no matter what. So where are you going with this? Now, what I'm going at, Jay Paul, is I can remember even before I knew you, um, on our site, Duck South, um, people that didn't know who you were, they just knew that you were the host of um, a TV show, and they would rip you apart for some of the dumbest things. And I think some of the some of that stuff is, is happening to Freddie. Um, and what's so crazy about it? They want to blame Freddie for or part of the problem on Freddie of all of the out of state hunters coming to Arkansas because of Freddie. Are you joking me? Yeah, let's let's blame the uh the, the most famed area of waterfowl hunting problems on one person. It's a great idea. A big round of applause. Let's do that. Yeah. You know, obviously that is that is idiotic. You know, but I mean, also Freddie's brought, and look, I'm a big Freddie King fan, and we'll defend him on this. But Freddie has, you know, brought some of this on because he does, you know, post uh, videos of himself running through the timber and stuff, and and you know, they shoot a lot of their video in public areas, and there are some guys that are gonna, you know, that are very very protective of that, and so they are going to take offense to that take exception to that and and i think that you know there's a little bit of logic to that that's the part of it that's not just totally and completely ridiculous and before we go and i i I agree with that no i i I definitely agree with that um you know that that is you know a problem a lot of people have with it and i see that side of it you know you don't want um you know you don't want that out you don't want some things out there um and you know i definitely see that side of it but but Freddie told us the last time he was on the podcast that they were 80-20 now, 80% private and 20% public on what they were filming. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's not yeah. like they're over there just, just pounding away in the, the Arkansas public lands every day while they're filming. Yeah, that's true. You know, and he does that most of the time, you know, um, on private ground. But they do hunt some, in, you know, on public places, and you know he does bring some attention to that. However, in his defense, I will say that you know we've had Freddie on the show. He is he is a big proponent of through duck hunting etiquette on public ground. He is a very traditional hunter, and you know he is extraordinarily respectful of others particularly when you see some of the footage that I've seen of Freddie running into total strangers on public hunting ground and inviting them to come and join right in with their group. But he wants to be safe, obviously. So, you know, I mean, I definitely believe that Freddie does it right. But again, whenever you shoot video on public land and 
publish it, put it out there, you are opening yourself up. But, you know, th- that's not what started all this. Uh, you're very familiar. Tell us about the post-Rocky that, that opened all this up. Uh, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong. Freddie made a post about proposed changes in Arkansas that the commissioners were possibly looking at. One of them was making mud motors have mufflers or doing away with with mud motors completely, uh, limiting the number of -of out-of-state hunters that that come into Arkansas. And Freddie just encouraged people to email or call the commissioners and state their opinion to the commissioners about the proposed changes. And it it wasn't probably 30 minutes or an hour after that I I don't know the backstory between some of these people and Freddie. I'm not really going to go into detail. I, I, that's one thing I, I don't believe in is going into specifics. But, man, they, you know, they, they wanted to blame Freddie for the root of all of this evil. First off, if you want to blame anybody, blame the state of Arkansas. When you have something that's resourceful that brings people in, you're going to market it. Arkansas markets itself as the duck hunting capital of the world. It's sure. not like Freddie's out there holding the freaking sign up. Yeah, he, uh, it's like, uh, oh, never mind. Um, yeah, you're right. You're you're exactly right. Um, and and I look, there's a lot of people, the three of us included, who have sit, sat around since duck season is closed and we're upset because we didn't have a good season and. You know, there's people out there who just waited for something to happen, I guess, to throw their frustrations on, and it unfortunately landed on, you know, on on Freddie yesterday. Um, And I don't, I don't, and you know, yeah, I I, I love the man to death. He's a good friend of all three of ours. Um, And and I didn't want this to, you know, turn into something where we're only talking about Freddie the whole time. The point is, if you don't, I'm, I don't understand these people who don't have anything better to freaking do than just sit around and bash somebody for having for having any kind of success. I, I mean, that's the thing. You see more people get pushed down for being successful than than you see people. I mean, when somebody screws up publicly, you know, you used to, you know, you know, people give them a hard time and and you know. Well, I mean, now now the thing to do is, if somebody screws up publicly, oh, ha ha, laugh about it. But if somebody does something good publicly, no, we're gonna we're gonna crucify you. And that's all social media has created. I mean, it's just the truth of it. it social media has created that. There's a lot of keyboard thugs is all is all it is. But like I I, I and like I said, I don't I didn't want to turn this into anything for or against Freddie. It just this was the most recent the most recent thing that's come up that has to do with all of us. And I don't I don't understand it. Two weeks ago, heck, even a week ago, I've never heard, a first, you know, very little, if any, false words or, or, or wrongdoings of, of Freddie or anybody he's affiliated with. And then now, all of a sudden, it's like people have been waiting years to jump down his throat about something. And they spent hours. That's why I was telling Rocky, J. Paul, this all started at I don't know nine or ten yesterday morning, and I went to town and and before I had gone in Walmart, I noticed uh, I noticed the post and last and then today I looked at it again. There's like four hundred and fifty something comments that went on until after midnight last night. 
and they just have nothing better to do all freaking day. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I mean, do these guys not work? All right, well, hey, Jay Paul, I'm, hey, I'm going to throw a hypothetical at you, Jay Paul. All right, all right I will here. say this. All right, Josh brought up one good point. The season was average or below average for most people, right, this year? Right. All right. Well, Freddie, Freddie, excuse me, Freddie ended the season on a really high note. He hunted in a private club, and they smashed the freaking ducks. Now, have you, when you were who you were a few years ago, were smashing the ducks? Who I was? Jeez, I'm such a has-been. <laughs> Why don't you give me a good paper cut and put some lemon juice in it too, Rocky? <laughs> what I'm saying, though, is you were killing ducks, and people knew about it, and they weren't killing ducks. Did they give you a hard time because you were being successful at killing ducks, and they weren't killing anything? Do you remember a time like that? Oh, of course. I mean, somebody, look, I posted pictures last weekend from a really successful trip that I had in, in Missouri. And, uh, you know, there were a couple of people that took exception to it. Now, I just, so, I, I think mean, that, you know, that I think that, I think that has something to do with it. You know, Freddie was hunting some private ground. They're used to Freddie hunting public ground and, you know what, Freddie got off the public ground because there hadn't been a lot of ducks there. He got on some private ground, smushed the freaking ducks, and guess what? Everybody hates Freddie King because he killed some ducks and put a little footage of it on Facebook. Yeah, well, look, <laughs> and look, it's the same for anybody. I mean, if if you did it, Rocky, there'd be people, even though that, even though you know them, very personal, that would do the same thing to you, same thing to you, Jay Paul, and me. I mean, that's that's what. That's the side of social media I hate because that's what it's created. Somebody is always worried that your deer is just a little bit bigger than theirs or you killed one more greenhead than they did or your turkey had a little bit longer spurs. Who freaking cares? We're all hunts. <laughs> I mean, be out there for the love and respect of the animals and the land and quit worrying about it. You know, man, I just don't get it. I mean, I, I, I don't understand why people act that way. But here's the thing. We're not going to change anything here. You know what, man? It, it is what it is. Haters are going to hate all along the way. The real question that that I've got for you guys is, um, overall, when you are a personality in the outdoor world, you know, uh, and we all three are to some degree, just thanks to the podcast. You know, Freddie obviously is. Um, when you are, how do you filter? How do you decide? what's safe to post, what's not safe to post, or do you even just worry about it and you say what you want to say? I've I've met a few personalities in the hunting world. I, I'm not, I, I'm by far, I I'm, can say that, that a lot of them are friends of mine. But there's one thing that I can say about J. Paul Jackson that I can say about Freddie King for for sure. What you see on camera is exactly what they are off camera. It's the same person. And you can't say that for a lot of the outdoor personalities that are out there because I've seen some that in front of a camera, they're like, I'm like, holy crap, is that a different guy? You know, joking, having fun, and then the camera goes off, and it's all serious. 
Yeah, and and I think when you when you have that kind of personality too, where you know you change and you don't show who you really are, that's dangerous. But my question is, um, how do you decide what you're going to post and what you're not going to post, and where does that fit in with what you're saying here, Rocky? I mean, the thing about the posting, let me go back and answer that question. I just had to get that bit in because I think that there's genuine people in this world and there's people that just get in front of a camera because they want to be a celebrity. And they're different off the camera. Okay. Now, okay, I'm with you now. Yep. All right. And, 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 and I, I'm not saying this just because you're on here, Jay Paul, but you've always been the same, whether you were in front of a camera or whether you were off camera, you've always been that same genuine person. Freddie is that same genuine person. Sure. All right. Now, how do I decide what I'm going to post when I post it on social media? Number one, how does it affect others? I always go with that concept first because I'm a Christian. I believe that, you know, my life, how it affects others is the most important thing in the world. Now, you wouldn't know it from my shoveler rant because you're like, oh, this guy, yeah, he's a big (laughs) Christian. (laughs) <laughs> but no, I think that I think that that's the first thing that you look at. Number one is how does it affect others, and is it edifying or building up of others? I think that's two very important qualities. Your goal in life should never be to tear others down. That's right. I'm and look, I'm I'm the same way. I have a lot of people who. Who, who I'm friends with or, or whatever on, on social media who don't hunt. So when I post something, you know, on my side of it, Jay Paul, I look at it as I want those people to see that picture, see that post, and try to have a good understanding of why we love to do it. They may not care anything about it, and a lot of them don't. They don't care anything about hunting. But is it, you know, is it something that is, respectful in a way where they they understand it they 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 can have a better understanding to see why we love to do it so much um, right it does it, it does outdoors. It. i'm i'm it doesn't give them any fuel under that uh, yeah i'm yeah, that's right yeah i don't i'm i don't want to give outdoors. anybody yeah that's right i don't want to give anybody any fuel to to hate on what we love to do so that's and and, and i don't post a lot because of that because i mean a lot of the pictures end up you know, you end up in a situation. Maybe there's some blood, or maybe you know, maybe there's things going on, and I just don't post them because I I don't want that. I mean, it's a part of hunting, absolutely. And my hunting friends would would wouldn't think twice about it. But it's a there's a lot bigger there's a lot bigger picture out there that you've got to you got to look at. And the same way it goes with hating on somebody. If you're a hunter, and the next guy to you, or next the guy next to you is a hunter also. But all that everybody who doesn't hunt sees is you two arguing and fighting the whole time. Then how can they ever see anything good in it? How, how do they ever? How, how do they ever find a good reason to support it? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. You know, when when we're making these posts, when even when we're recording these podcasts, you know, there are times when you've got to think, okay, is what we're about to say going to be in the right spirit or is it going to be hurtful to others or you know i mean because whether you put it on your social media or you it comes out of your mouth i think those are the things that you definitely you know need to consider and in this case you know freddie was just going out there and putting up 
uh, a post about to propose legislation because he feels strongly about it. And to me, it seems like that should be a pretty safe subject. As a matter of fact, you know, as outdoorsmen, particularly outdoorsmen that are somewhat in the spotlight and, you know, um, respected by others, we need to stand up for what we believe in. And so, you know, my question to you a second ago, Rocky, was I was trying to kind of, you know, bait a response out of you. But I feel like in this case, you know, Freddie was just standing up for what he thought was right. And haters are out there, you know, tearing him down because of it. But should we leave, you know, politics out of out of it completely? Or should we? What, what do you guys think about that? You just heard my opinion. I feel like we ought to you know, be willing to stand up for what we believe in, even if it causes some grief. What do you guys think? All right, hold on. Let's take Freddie's usual post. Now, during duck season, do you, I'm going to ask you this, do you ever see a lot of video coming out of Freddie or pictures of what they're killing at that moment? Not anymore, no. Simple, simple yes or no? No. no, and and he he explained that in a podcast with us that he was he was laying off doing that versus how much he used to do it in years past because of similar things that have happened, like like in the last twenty four hours. The the way that I look at Freddie, the most of the majority of the posts that Freddie makes, just like I don't I don't know if you saw the one last week where he made about where something about a duck hit him in the face and he was spitting out feathers. Dude, that's funny. Freaking A. Take a chill pill. Laugh. Life is too freaking short. Sit back and laugh. Have a good time. Freddie's a good guy with a good heart. Freddie doesn't want to do anything but help the majority of the people that he comes in contact with. That's how I judge somebody. Is somebody out for themselves or is somebody out there to to help others the majority of the time that i've ever dealt with freddie king he is out to help somebody else because freddie's been in some of his busiest moments of life and you know what he stopped every time to help us do a podcast has he not oh sure no doubt about it and for some of these people to rant on freddie king it, it, it almost goes back to the i don't do you remember this j paul josh uh, Max made a post about how much rain they got. Yep, and that was that, people, that's a good example right there. Max people, put up. I was telling my wife about that. They put up a picture um, of the water going into Biomita, and right. and the locals went nuts about it um, because they didn't want the out of state people to know that the rain had filled up Biomita, whatever. But here's the other thing. I opened up a Max catalog last night, and there's a there's a Max T-shirt that says "Buy Meta Sunrise" on it, fifteen dollars. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, what do you, you know, I don't, I don't. But look, yeah, I mean, Max, they got hated on hard. Um, and Roland came on and talked to us about that, Rocky. You know, about the people over there were were just beside themselves, but that Max would do that. And how and it goes it goes right back to what you said. Arkansas, Stuttgart especially, markets themselves as the duck capital of the world. So that is you know, I I don't know if they saw that as a marketing scheme or not, but you know, that's what Max wants people to know because they want people over there duck hunting and buying stuff in their stores. Right. Mm-hmm. 
that is actually trying to get people to come too. I mean, I, I don't see where that's even uh, that's an apples and oranges, you know, kind of comparison. All Freddie's trying to do here is, hey, you know, reach out to your legislators. There's some upcoming legislation. Whereas with the post that that Max makes, you know, they are blatantly promoting trying to encourage people to come to Stuttgart, hunt public tim- timber, and spend money in their store. That That's exactly right. I mean, that that is exactly right. I mean, why does an outfitter put up stuff about how good of year they had? They want people to book hunts with them. Why would Max put up something about what's going on right outside their door? They want people to come over there. And here's the other thing. If you're going to get mad... If you're going to tell me that, that that you love and respect the heritage of hunting at the same time, say there's too many people hunting, then you, you just you wasted your freaking breath. That's what you did. You contradicted. <laughs> you, you're contradicting every word that comes out of your mouth. You say, yeah, I want to take my kids hunting. I want to take new people hunting and teach them. And then you turn around and say, well, there's too many dang people out here hunting. I can't stand it. I want to quit. Well, then what, what are you even saying? <laughs> No, you nailed it. You nailed it exactly right there. You talk about hypocritical. You know, to say that I'm all about the sport and watching it grow. Well, guys, we've only got a little over a million, less than a million and a half, somewhere between a million two and a million five duck hunters in the country. I mean, compared to to deer hunters, turkey hunters, uh, that is a fisherman. Oh, my goodness. That is a minuscule number. And yet, thanks to the Pittman-Robertson Act and the duck stamp, it is the duck hunter that funds everything to do with preserving our wetlands and having more waterfowl. And if that's going to continue, then we can't be shrinking as a group. You know, we need to be growing. We need to be bringing new people into the sport. So to say that, hey, I'm in support of waterfowling on one side but then say, hey, I, I don't want people hunting public lands on the other. That is a total indirect contradiction. One can't exist without the other. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have the sport grow, then hey, you know, we got to have people finding new opportunities and new places to hunt. And that's why our state and agencies work so hard to develop that resource. So you you nailed it right there, Josh. I mean, that is a huge contradiction. Well, and, you know, the you thing, know, and a the, lot of it, you know, a lot of it, and like I said, I understand it was a mediocre at best season, you know, especially in this part of the flyway. Okay, and then on top of that, there wasn't much water in public timber all year. So people were on top of people. There has to be a level of respect, and if you're not getting that respect, then try to teach it. Try to be, I mean, use that moment to better the sport instead of getting a freaking fist fight over a duck. I, I will have to give both of y'all one thing. I, that is a screwed up deal about how many people can be in a hole and I was hunting this hole, so you have to let them hunt with you. Dude, I know that's a conversation for a whole nother day, but man, that is a, that's some screwed up crap. That, you know, if it's 10 of y'all sitting on a hole and four people pull up, well, we're hunting here too. Well, you got to let them hunt with you. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, look, well, you know, I, I've yeah, told you time and time again. Us. No, that's what I was saying. I've told Rocky time and time again. I, I would, 
there's no way I could work for Arkansas Game and Fish because I I feel bad for those guys <laughs> and then and, and women if they are the work because um that's right, Rocky. There is there is a rule in place that you cannot impede on another another person's hunt. So, you know, you can you can tattletale on them. Hey, they came in and they messed up our hunt and, and if it goes far enough they can get a ticket for it. And I don't I mean, I don't know. That yeah, you're right. That's a whole other day and a whole other conversation. But um, you know, sixteen, eighteen guys in a dang hole, uh, crap, it's hard to find that many trees, much less room to hide people. <laughs> I mean, not to mention that it's not safe. Yeah, and then how does that how does that fall into the party hunting deal? Well, again, that's a dang party that's just, if I've ever seen one. But that, that's just contributing to the demise of our sport too. You know, and and I, I've, I've got to say this in defense of Freddie, when you've got a guy out there like our buddy Freddie that really, really preaches uh, etiquette and doing it right on public land. I mean, this guy is a good ambassador for our sport, and that's why you know we have we're having this discussion at all today because the bottom line for me here is, I think it's just absolutely sad that folks are hating on him, you know, even though I did at the opening of the podcast comment that, hey, you know, I feel like in some ways he opened himself up by some of the posts he's made in the past and by the fact that they include in their videos time hunting on public land. But that notwithstanding, overall, I think you're talking about a guy here who is a great ambassador for our sport, and I think it's a shame that people have nothing better to do than, you know, to to be stirring the pot and hating on Freddie because he's passionate about this. Well, I mean, I agree with that. And, 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 and he knows that. He knows he's in the public eye, but he speaks his mind, and it doesn't bother him, you know, one way or the other. Um, right. But, but the don't... thing is, there's a lot of people like that. I mean, again, this is not just an all Freddie King podcast, but... It's just the most recent. I mean, look, I saw the same thing come up, the same exact arguments, and and fingers pointing in the same similar ways for fishing public lakes in Mississippi and turkey hunting public ground. I mean, the same. I've seen the same thing in the last twenty four, thirty six hours. Pointing at somebody. I bet they didn't want any out-of-staters over here catching our fish or killing our turkey. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Don't know. But I mean, and that's the thing, you know. And I'm not, I'm not. I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with Freddie. I'm just saying the same exact thing happened to somebody different because they posted their their thoughts about something, and somehow or another it turned into an argument about crappie fishing in, in Mississippi and turkey hunting public land in the South, and how there's way too many people coming over here and doing it. Well, that's cool. If you like your, you like the boat ramp that you put your boat in on on Saturday morning, you can thank all the out of state money. Well, look, out of the out of the three of us, I I know Freddie the least. Okay, I know Freddie. Talked to him on the phone multiple times. But out of you and J Paul, J Paul and Josh, y'all know him way better than I have. I do. Y'all have hunted with him multiple multiple times. But before I got to know Freddie, and I, I made this comment to both of y'all, there are social media superstars that have these pages. And they post stuff out there all the time, or you know, people go on their pages and say, "Hey, how do you 
set your mallard decoy spread, blah, blah, blah. And usually those little people don't get a response. I'll tell you how I know Freddie King is a good guy. Even before I knew him personally, and this I don't know if either one of you remember me telling you this, I said, man, that Freddie King must be a good guy. Because no matter who goes on his page and asks him a question, he's always, within 30 minutes or an hour, he's answering and trying to help that person out. Amen. Daniel heard hey, that. I've said it to both of y'all. And I see that as he's one of the people who he cares and respects about the land and the animals, but he also respects the person or people who taught him to hunt. I mean, if I mean, I mean, let's be I wish I could have a show of hands, not just of, of us, but of a few thousand hunters out there and fishermen too. I, everybody, I, I would want everybody to raise their hand who had someone take the time out of their day to introduce them to the outdoors. And I guarantee you, every hand would go up. And then I, I, I would look at every one of them and say, if you are some of these disrespectful idiots on on social media, then the hand that would go up for teaching you to hunt or fish would be willing to slap you right now because you're doing nothing you're doing the exact opposite of what they tried to teach you when you were a kid or when you started hunting and fishing i mean Agreed. you are you're you're doing the exact opposite. I, I don't know anybody that's taken somebody new hunting or fishing and told them hey look we're gonna go over here we're gonna bake this hole with corn we're gonna we're gonna kill over the limit and we're gonna we're gonna take more fish home than we ever should have because that's what we're supposed to do no <laughs> you don't you don't teach that an outlaw doesn't even teach that I, I don't know where the respect and ethics have gone other than, I guess, like, like you say a lot of times, Rocky, is it's trying to be cool. You, you think you're cool when you put 70 ducks or, or 100 fish on a stringer and take a picture. You can beat your chest for a little while until somebody does one better than you, and then you got to bash them. And then you have nothing better to do but spend a lot of time trying to knock that person down. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. I mean, social media, but, you know, ever since the Internet came out and there's been hunting sites out there, everybody's been trying to be the little bit cooler than the next guy that posted a picture. It's all about killing. It's all about killing. And and, and hunting was never invented to be about killing unless you were trying to feed your family and it's the Depression. I'm, I'm sure all of us have groceries in our house that we can eat, right? Right. I mean, it, it should be about the love of the sport because we all have enough food to eat right now. There may be, there may be a day in the future that it may be about the killing because we're trying to feed three screaming kids at the house. But right now, it's about the love of the sport. Now, are you are you helping promote that sport and building it up, or are you – in a way, the way that you're doing it, tearing it down or tearing others down. Well, I think so much of the time we see people that are more concerned about tearing others down than really giving back to the sport. And, and that's one of the you know problems we have with society today and the hunters as a community. You know, it's funny because I was uh, looking um, on on a website that I frequent sometimes with a lot of the other hardcore pro staffers. And by the way, I failed to mention it, but I did want to shout out for uh, hardcore brands, hardcore decoys, because they do help make this possible for us. 
I know it's not easy being hardcore. Check them out at hardcore-brands.com. But anyway, I was on one of the hardcore pro staff sites, and one of the guys was talking about, you know, how a guy will be on some group's pro staff, and he will leave, and when he moves on, all he has to say is bad things uh, about that group. Even, a lot of times, even um, if he left for no good reason or maybe because, you know, he had a better opportunity. And there's no, I mean, you, you got to show some respect to the people, you know, that brought you. I mean, hey, for 10 years, I was associated with another company and, you know, um, they don't rank really, really high in my opinion as a company anymore. But you know what? They did a lot of great things for me. And I'm not going to diminish that by going out there and slamming on them. And I just do not get that mentality, but it certainly is there. But, no, I, I agree. And I don't understand that either. I mean, I understand there's, oh, God, I don't know how many companies, I mean, that, that are out there, just, for example, decoy companies. But, I mean, I don't I don't care which one you use. I may be affiliated with one. Somebody else may be affiliated with other. Who cares? If if you're out there for the betterment of the sport, I don't care what camouflage you're wearing and what gun you're shooting. But there's way too many. I don't know. It's just it's it's like there's a thousand different little cults out there, and they're just fighting each other all the time. I don't I don't I don't get it. But like I said, look, you know, and ultimately it's making anti-hunters' life and jobs really really easy because they're not having to do anything to tear apart hunting. The hunters are doing it themselves. Yep. Well, guys, look, exactly I, right. I, know I know we're running short on time, but I, I do have a comment to make from a past podcast real quick before we go about party shooting because Josh made me think about it because I asked a game warden about this, and it was about party shoot. No, not party shooting, but about possession limits. Remember we had that discussion a couple of weeks ago about possession limits and yeah. why why you're only allowed two or now it's three days' worth of duck meat in your freezer? Because it all it all goes back to hunting etiquette. You only shoot what you need, and that that was that was the explanation of where the law came from. And you almost have to agree with it as a as a gentleman. And you sit back and think about that. That is, that is true. Only shoot what you need. Take 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 resources out of the environment of what you need, not what you want, but what you need. There's a big difference there. Or to fulfill the needs of others. <laughs> All right. I know what you're, I know no, what you're trying seriously. to do there, J. Paul. No, 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 seriously. Look, dude, you know, my wife and I had this discussion earlier today because, um, you know, I train retrievers. I train dogs. I use ducks all the time. But if you go to my kennels and you open up my deep freeze that's full of ducks, you'll find that all those birds have um, a toe clipped off of them because they were all pin raised. You know, we use pin raised ducks in our training. I do not you take wild ducks that we kill hunting, and I do not accept wild ducks that my buddies kill hunting for training purposes. I think that's wasteful. You know, we go out and we buy ducks that we train with. But my wife and I had this discussion earlier today. I hunt all over the country, and uh, a lot of places I go, I can't bring the birds back with me every single time, particularly if we're flying back on an airplane. But, you know, I've always made it a point to make arrangements, even when I was filming the TV show, 
one of the things when I was vetting an outfitter that I would always ask him, hey, I can't bring these birds back, but we're not going to waste them. You know, that is illegal and unethical. I don't want any part of it from either direction. What are we going to do with the birds? What's your plan? Do you have people that we can help fulfill their need? And I think, you know, part of being your brother's keeper sometimes is uh, helping fulfill the needs of others. So, um, you know, look, I know a lot of guys hunt every single day, and they've got great places, and they limit out almost every day. And most of those guys I know that are ethical, you know, they have a plan on what they're going to do with those birds. They do not waste them. Um, they give them to others. And, uh, you know, I think that's part of hunting etiquette. I definitely can see why we would have possession limits based on that. But, yeah, definitely, if you're not going to use the birds or you've got all that you need for your own consumption right now, do something with them, fulfill the needs of others. And I know you laughed about that, Rocky, but I really believe that. No, I was just thinking about your, your killing side, because I know you got it, J-Paul. You love killing. <laughs> well, I love to kill stuff. So I've got a, I'm sick. I've got a lot of bloodlust. Look, dude. No, I love, I mean, I, I love, I love to kill shit, okay? I don't know what you're to but it. But, hey, uh, I got I got a, I got a question to you, Jay Paul, and I know that you know this, Josh. What is the proper technique for gifting somebody ducks? Don't answer it, Jay Paul. I'm not. Wait, I'm what not. for? For what? For gifting? Don't you say? Yeah. If you, let's say you're going to 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 Bill's house, and you're going to give Bill some ducks. That's hilarious, what, brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is the proper technique? to gift those ducks to somebody. This is this look, this is gonna be helpful to somebody that's listening to this podcast I don't, in the future. I don't I don't know. Explain it. Explain it. Explain it to me, because I, I may not know the, the actual way. So go ahead. Jay Paul, answer the question, bud, because I learned it from All you. Right, so, so Josh, if you're gonna give away your ducks to someone and by the way, it's uh, listen for all of our guys out there listening, I, I'm gonna give you a little tip. Um that we adopted a few years ago at our duck club, and I actually adopted it because I saw it somewhere else. But we have had labels printed, and at the end of the day, when our guys come in, if they don't clean those birds right away or take them directly to the pickers, if they're going to leave them there you know, on the porch, they grab a tag, they take out their license, they fill out this slip of paper with their name, their address, the date the birds were harvested, the species and sex, and their hunting license number, and they uh, zip tie all the birds together with that tag, so they're identifiable, they're marked, and nobody's going to be in trouble for mixing their bag limits. And that also, Josh, if you want to gift birds to someone, you need to tag them. They need to include at a minimum your name and address, the date they were harvested, the species and sex, and your hunting license number. It, it said, I thought you had to write a note that said, I am gifting these to, to and, and you write a tra- Yep, yep. And I'm you have to sign these, it. And you need to sign it. That's exactly right. That and needs, the one but other... at a minimum, it needs that information on it and that you are turning them over to Josh Webb or to whomever. Yeah. 
and man, because if because if they get busted and they say, well, that's Larry's duck. Guess who's in trouble? Both of you. Yep, they've got to be tagged. They've got to be tagged, or you can both be in trouble. Now, yeah, no, that makes that makes perfect sense. I understand that, but I'm glad you explained that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you went into detail there because I think a lot of people are, you know, may not have ever known the entire process to that. Now, I think that yep. you also have to include the closest town or the county or parish that they were killed in, in that yep, list exactly. that we all gave. Yeah, the date. They, I'm sorry, the date, the date, and general location of the harvest. The county will generally do. And in most states, if you're gifting them, you need to to say this is I'm transferring these or gifting these to so and so. Now, however, there's a difference between gifting and someone else holding your birds. If if Josh, if you're just going to simply hold Rocky's birds in your freezer, then all Rocky has to do is tag those birds with all that information, and you can hold them. But, but, here's the deal on that. Probably didn't know this. If you've got two limits of ducks that Rocky has tagged that you are holding for Rocky in your freezer, and he has two limits that he is holding for himself, he is now over the possession limit. Because while it is called possession limit, they do not have to be directly uh, in your hands for them to be counted as your birds for your possession limit. Possession limit is what you are keeping for yourself, whether you've got them at your house or you got them at your buddies. Bet you didn't know that. No, I, no, I didn't. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who, who might not. I and mean, there's so many, like that, there's so many ways uh, that stuff can be uh, interpreted. And then I think, um, I'm glad you cleared it up. Or I hope you clear stuff for a lot of people. Um, I mean, really, because a lot of people, especially when it comes to 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 you know federal type stuff, because migratory birds are there. That there's a lot of there's a lot of issues you can get into if you're not careful. Yeah, listen, we were out in Utah, and I was leaving some Canada geese with uh, our friend Morgan Freeman, and Jay Paul said, "Look, you got to sign the piece of paper that they had already filled out that I was gifting." a couple of Canada geese to to Morgan. I had to put my information on there. I'm like, what is all this for, Jay Paul? He said, this is a law, buddy. You better start doing it. So <laughs> well, I you know, it's more to protect day. him, too, because we were getting on an airplane leaving, but the last thing I wanted was Morgan in trouble because we hadn't done things right. You know, and a lot of times, too, you brought up a great point right there, Rocky. I think a lot of these things that people think are very, very tri- trivial and they pass on doing uh, a lot of times are because we're only thinking of ourselves. A lot of these things we do to protect others. And, you know, I emphasize that a lot to the guys that I hunt with. Look, it may be a pain in the ass to tag your birds at the end of the day, but here's the deal. You know, if you don't want to do it for yourself, that's fine, but be considerate of somebody else because let's say that you and I and Josh are all hunting together and we've shot our limit and we come back to Josh's house and we throw our ducks in Josh's carport and we leave and go to town and the game warden shows up and Josh is there and there are, you know, our, our 12 ducks laying in his carport that are still warm and obviously were killed that morning. We're not the ones that are going to get the ticket. It's Josh that's going to get the ticket for having twice the daily bag limit in his possession. So a lot of times, 
you know, oftentimes when you neglect to tag your ducks and stuff, it's not yourself that you're putting at risk. It's the other guy. And that's why you need to be conscious of these things. And, you know, I encourage everybody out there, hey, you know, it doesn't happen often, but let me tell you something. Uh, it can happen. My 16-year-old daughter, she got pulled over for speeding on her, on her way to, to school this morning. Now she's about to be grounded for the next three months because of it. But, you know, she, she didn't dream that it could happen to her. But you know what? It happened. I have had game boards show up in places where I never dreamed I would get checked. Heck, Rocky, we were standing on the side of the road in Utah when the lady pulled up and checked you, were we not? <laughs> yeah. We, that <clears throat> That is an interesting case because, yeah, we were just standing on the side of the highway. She had no idea. I guess she saw the boats, but, yeah, pulled Thought over we and checked camo. us. That's what she said. Hey, you guys are in camo. I, I reckon y'all are hunting. Yeah. Oh, she checked. No, she she checked the uh the 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 distance that we were from because some animal activists had complained. She was checking the distance that we were from the highway because the animal activists knew that you had to be three hundred yards from the highway hunting. I think right. that was the case, and somebody <laughs> called it in, and she came out there and checked us. Yeah, that's wow. what it was, and you were hunting. I forgot and she that. Was, she, she was telling us all this, but an animal activist had, had called it in, and I, you know, she checked me and a couple of other guys that were standing up on the side of the highway. She called in, but she came looking for the guys in camo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you never dreamed that they would have popped up right there, you know, in the spot that we were at, and I've had but, that happen. There's so yeah, many little things that people can be written up for that they don't need don't know about um you know my the people that come hunting with me they give the guy that dresses ducks for me a hard time when filling out all these all this information when we get back because we tag all of our birds tag all the the bags and everything and they love giving that guy a hard time but he knows from me what kind of trouble we all can get in if he doesn't have the correct information Mm -hmm. so Yep, that's a big, big deal. Well, guys, I'll tell you what, it's been a very interesting podcast, to be sure. Josh, didn't quite get you as animated as I'd hoped, but uh, <laughs> definitely brought you Well, I've, I've had a lot of time to, to calm down and tame myself over this deal. And look, and, and again, you know, I, I don't want it to – I mean, yes, absolutely. Freddie is a, is a good friend, and uh, – you know, he's a good friend of all of ours. But and the reason he was mentioned so many times in this podcast is because that that's something that happened in the last twenty four hours. But the unfortunate thing is this crap is all over the internet every day. And I you know, I reached my limit on it uh weeks ago on similar stuff like this. Um and you know, really and truly I haven't been on social media much at all in the last few weeks, especially since season's closed. I just haven't because I get tired of seeing this stuff. And then I just happened to get on there while I was running some air in yesterday. And I don't, I, I thought that, that I was completely cool and over it. And then, and, and then I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it just really, really pushed me. J Paul, I know hey, what the secret true. is. I know what the secret is. You've got to What's get a that? scotch drink in him. You've got to get a scotch drink in, J- in Josh. 
It's the only time Why that I've ever it? seen Josh I go wasn't from a drinking at 10 o'clock yesterday morning. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I didn't want to that. I just, uh, yeah, I know. I know okay. where that's coming from, Rocky. Yes, I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, a, a quick story. Hey, but Josh, real, real. don't let him bait you. Don't let him bait you too no, bad. because fine. look, So many times he's called me up encouraging me to start drinking before we recorded a podcast because he thinks it makes me more entertaining. <laughs> So where did the story come from? What's the back story? Really, really quick. So so Josh and I, you know, we went up to uh spend a couple of days with in Missouri with the with the guy and back in last summer and Josh and I, neither one of us are big drinkers at all. Um if you know either one of us. Uh That's all right, I do enough for you both. So it's okay. <laughs> And so anyway, where we were, where we were, they they plopped down a couple of scotch drinks in front of us, and the the, the lady asked, she said, uh, "How do you want yours?" I said, "I didn't know what she was bringing." I said, "With Sprite, no, with ice on oh. <laughs> And so anyway, oh. that's beside the point. So Josh gets a couple of scotch drinks in him, buddy. He goes off about a couple of different things. It was pretty good. So I know how we get him on a rant. I'm going to get him a couple of scotch drinks for the next podcast. Yeah, no. Listen, Rocky, uh, I think you've got something pretty uh, interesting for us next time. Do you want to put a little teaser out there, or do you want to just end it here? No, no, I, I, I'll, leave, I'll leave it here. Um, <laughs> I knew you would. Oh, I, I don't even know what it is. Can you give me a hint? Oh, I do. No, no, no. If you've forgotten, I'm not even going to let it out there. We'll just everybody's got to come back and listen to us again in a couple of days. Man, so I've been let, coming up with final the... thoughts. I mean, God, don't <laughs> listen. Hey, I just still mix with. Thoughts, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was my final thought of the day was Scotch doesn't mix with anything. You drink it straight. For all the people that don't know. <laughs> It either yeah. comes on the right. Hey, that was a or that not. was a learning yeah, that was a learning experience for both of us. But you know, we just yeah. oh god, and we were sitting there with a guy that owned the bar in that conversation. He looked at Rocky like, "What the crap did you just say?" Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jake. We were with yeah. Jake, and I just, I just oh my god, I just looked up and I was like, "Nah, I don't want mine like his. He don't know what he's talking about." And you know, I just went on <laughs> like, yeah. oh man. Good times. <laughs> hey, man. Scotch doesn't mix with anything. That's pretty damn good final thought, Rocky. How about you, Josh? No. I'm, look, I think I've laid plenty of my thoughts on the table today. We're just, <laughs> just well, I'm, I'm good to go. Uh, I'm, I'm good. It, it has been another good, uh, you know, fun, fun conversation on the podcast, though. <laughs> well, I'm on brain overload. Uh, you know, right now, the only thing that I, I can say is, you know, a lot of people, and by the way, I'm stealing this from one of you guys, but, you know, a lot of people uh, talk about my cooking skills and think that I'm a heck of a chef. In, in reality, uh, I'm kind of like Rocky. I'm not a chef. I just like to stir the pot. And we'll keep on doing it here. But until we come back next time, hope all you guys have enjoyed this edition of the On The X Podcast, powered by DutchFouth.com.